Welcome to the Old Dogs REI Network, where cash flow is king. Real estate investing, the means, so you can enjoy your retirement dreams. This is the show where we cut right to the chase. No sales pitch, no long monologues, just simple how-to real estate investing advice, so you can earn the passive income you need to enjoy your retirement today. And now, your host and chief old dog, Bill Manasero. Old dogs, and welcome to Fun Facts Friday. This is our once a week, only on Friday show, where we have special episodes not featuring guests, where I will share tricks, tips, terminology, and techniques that will help skyrocket you to real estate investing success. Today's topic is building a winning REI strategy. But before we jump into our topic, hey, I just want to touch base with you again and make sure you guys are all doing well, that you have um, hopefully been able to move forward on your real estate investing plans. Uh, those of you that are just uh, checking things out and trying to see if real estate investing is for you, uh, this uh, this show will be a real helpful one, I hope. And for those of you that are that are trucking along and still uh, still doing good and making some good purchases or investments, um, however your real estate investing may be, whether passive or active, um, I'm hoping uh, that all is going well with you. Well, let's get on to our topic, building a winning REI strategy. Now, you know, this is part of a 10 part series that we're doing on successful real estate investing. And uh, the first show, we, we kind of just looked at real estate investing as a whole. Okay. Is this something that you even want to do? Okay. And what's involved in it? What are the pros and cons? We talked about passive versus active real estate investing, you know, and uh, just to reiterate there, you know, passive are folks that generally are not, you know, watching day-to-day properties or or involved in the management of those properties, but they're investing in other ways, whether it be through a REIT, a real estate investment trust, maybe a syndication, maybe they're a money lender. Um, there's other types of uh, passive investing. Active, of course, are people that, you know, it's more hands-on. You're involved with all the day-to-day decision-making and um, you hopefully will delegate that to people, but uh, it's still was, you know, if you're doing rental properties, for example, like I did uh, or have done, um, it is more, uh, more active and you still have to work with property managers and you still have problems and issues you have to deal with day to day. So um, it's not quite the same as passive. Also, we talked about in that first show, how much time is involved, you know, that that's a big factor. Uh, you may want to get, you know, roll up your sleeves and, and get active and flip properties or whatever, but do you really have the time? Do you want to spend all your time doing uh, those types of things? So uh, that's it. We talked about return on investment and some other things. And then last week we moved into a little bit more. um, Okay. So you're interested in real estate, but you're not sure how you want to get involved. So we started talking about the different types of real estate investing that you can do, everything from wholesaling, fix and flip, buy and hold, passive strategies like I just mentioned, um, and 
and there's a lot more. And uh, you can get creative on many different levels there. It's a matter of, okay, what do I want to do? I, real estate sounds great. It has excellent returns. Um, you're investing in a solid, tangible thing as opposed to some stocks and bonds. You also have the advantage of the tax advantages, and there are plenty uh, that really make it desirable to get involved with. So uh, those are um, uh, you know, some of the things we looked at. So, hey, you know, you look at it, you kind of weigh the pros and cons. Some of the people maybe after the first show said, yeah, real estate's not for me. Or they said, yeah, I'm still interested. I want to find out more. Then you start zeroing in on what type of strategy you want to do. And so uh, today we're going to sort of bring this together. Okay, you found a strategy and now you want to succeed in it. Well, to succeed in doing that, um, this is where we're going to focus today is hopefully, you know, you've decided there is something for you there, something of interest. Um, and you might have to dig a little deeper into the various types of strategies out there to see which ones really match with your interest levels and, and skill set as well. What I'd really call sort of where the rubber meets the road. Okay, I found my strategy. I want to be a syndication uh, investor. I want to be a limited partner in apartment syndications, for example. And if you want to do that, um, you also have some training to do. Everybody's going to have, you know, really bone up on on what they need to know to be successful. And so that's what we're you know focusing on here today. Um, doing your homework. It's really key really key that you, you know, once you select a strategy, you do everything you can to find out the best way to do that, whether you're passive or active. Uh, you don't want to jump into syndication investing without having a good understanding of, you know, who are the people that basically control the syndication, you know, the sponsors or the, the operators. And um, how do you know if they even know what they're doing and all these, all these various things you have to look at, or if you're a, a rent, you know, a, guy, a rental guy and you want to just own rental property and get the, you know, the steady cash flow coming in and, uh, you know, having the equity build up in the properties that you're investing in as well, then you, you need to understand all the dynamics of investing in, in markets and knowing what's a good market and not a good market and what types of properties give the best yield, you know, is the higher yield you know, the more desirable or is it higher risk? And so, you know, all these things you have to, you have to do your homework on. So here's a five phase plan to start to put together that strategy. Okay. One of the first things that we talk about in putting your, 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 your strategic plan together and really, you know, being scientific about this is, uh, you know, you've got to look at your reason for doing this in the first place. Why are you investing in real estate? Is it for cash flow? Is it to maybe boost the yield on your nest egg, your retirement nest egg? Is it, um, you know, because you're, you're bored and you want to, you want to do something that not only will be fun, but will make you some money while you're doing it. I mean, whatever your reason is, you've got to look at it and, and there is our, what we call our why, what is your why? And when I started my why really had to do a lot with a number of things. One from my kids, I wanted to be able to create a legacy that I could hand down to them. Um, I was 
you know, living in the mission field. So we weren't, uh, you know, we weren't living the high life. We were, you know, basically out serving and, and, and the Lord provided everything that we needed. But at the same time, you know, I have kids and kids that are growing up and some that are getting married and some are not and, and not yet. And, but I want to be prepared to be able to help them, maybe help them with the purchase of their first house or, or whatever that may be. And also we're still involved in Haiti and we want to be able to see some of the work that we started there, you know, continue to proceed and do well. So these are things that I saw. And when I thought of my why, I thought, yeah, I saw the f- face of my daughter, for example, just recently, or at least last summer, you know, getting married in her dream wedding with the, with the, the man of her dreams and all this just, it was just beautiful. It was an amazing, amazing event. And, you know, that, that I wouldn't have been able to do that if we didn't get involved in real estate investing. I also look at Haiti and I look at the things that are being accomplished there and and some of the, the lives of the kids. I remember, you know, seeing laying underneath, um, you know, just, I mean, trash, just, you know, living on the street and, and seeing some of those kids now in the university and they're doing well and they have jobs. And I mean, just, you know, I, those are the things that I f- focus in on, especially when you're at that point where, you know, hey, this is really hard or this is taking more time than I thought. This is pretty involved um, as far as real estate investing is concerned. And you can get discouraged sometimes. And it's easy to say, I've had it. That's it. I'm done. But if you have that why, that's the thing that keeps you going. That's the thing that keeps you. All right. Yeah. Everybody has some bad days. I'm going to move forward. I want to see. I want to see the great work being done in Haiti to continue. I want to see, you know, my kids, you know, be able to do the, the things that they want to, my grandkids to do things and, and help them out in some way. And so that why is really important. So that's one of the, maybe I spent more time on that than I probably should have here, but I, but I wanted you to, to really, you know, think about that. And that's something, you know, you sit down with your spouse or significant other, or you're, you know, you just people that know you and you know, and, and you really ask you know, some of the tough questions, you know, why am I doing this? You know, is this something that I'm really motivated to do? And then you get into the research. So you, you develop your why, and then you look at the, some of the research. And, and this is going to be deep digging. And I really believe you really need to dig uh, and, and dig deep to find the information that you need. You want to collect information on such things as maybe, um, you know, what the strategies involved in your type of investing. Um, how much time is it, it going to take? Uh, how can I allocate my time? Do I want to do it just a couple hours a week? Do I want to work, you know, 40 hours a week? How long is it going to take me to achieve my goals? If it's to build up to a certain level of income, um, how long is that going to take? Um, how much is it going to cost me? And where are those funds going to come from? Um, how do you gauge success? So, so those are like some of the key points you want to get answers to. And so that's where you start your research. And um, this is an area I, I think I put a lot of emphasis on. I think it's important to to know what you're getting into and what's involved. And, and that will become part of this plan that you're going to put together. Um, also, you know, how do you conduct this research. And, and one of the best ways I know of is to meet people and talk to people that have been there and done that. Uh, people that are successful, people that have 
uh, you know, made the bad mistakes and, you know, have done the good things and, and they have a you know track record. Um, meeting with people like that, going on bigger pockets and trying to find people in your area that are real estate investors and, and take them to lunch or a cup of coffee or whatever. Um, connecting, going to um, uh, meetups and REI groups and, um, you know, local real estate associations or apartment associations and, and you know, meeting with these people um, or going to investor clubs where you're going to meet people that are very involved in, let's say, real estate syndication investing. So you want to connect with people that are doing what it is you want to do. Um, read books. There's a ton of good books. We have uh, our top 20 on our website under the resources section, you'll be able to see uh, some great books to get started with. I mean, read articles, um, watch YouTube videos, attend webinars, online classes, boot camps, uh, listen to podcasts. There's some great ones out there. I, I heard of one called Old Dogs REI Network. No, just kidding. But anyway, no, there are a lot of other ones out there that are really good too. <laughs> little plug there. Anyway, write down the things that you're, you're um, learning too, or, you know, be able to store them or, or in some way, in some place, so that you can keep referring to them as you start to develop your plan and your strategies. Another important factor is to find a mentor. I've talked about this a lot. I know it's not always easy to do, but we've got a lot of different strategies we present in some of the links that I'm going to attach here. And there will be a lot of links. There's no way I can cover all this topic on how to be successful in one short show here. So um, you really need to, um, you know, to collect this information and, um, and research it. And I think these links will be helpful for you. They give a lot of great tips on how to meet mentors that you don't have to pay for. Um, some you do. Um, and it doesn't mean that those guys are all bad. There's some great ones that you pay for. I've paid for mentors that were outstanding. And um, you, you just have to be able to do your, your due diligence. You know, it's all about due diligence in real estate and trying to find the, the, the people that are going to be the best for you in terms of what your goals are, right? There is developing the, the actual plan. So you, you, you've, you've got a mentor. This is somebody that can help you along and they can even help you in the development of your plan, or at least they can review the plan that you've developed and give you some feedback. And, uh, you know, you can say, I, I really want to do this. I want to do direct mail, da, da, da. And that person may say, well, direct mail was really great at one time, but it's not in this particular area anymore. You might want to consider texting it's just good to have, again, that, that mentor feedback as you move into the next phase, which is developing uh, a mission and a vision for your, your real estate company. And it is a company, so you got to take that to heart. Uh, if you have a rental property, for example, you should have an LLC, and you want that for asset protection reasons. You also uh, you know, want it to because it, it, you want to have all of the earnings and everything separate uh, from um, from whatever your other income you have coming in, whether it be Social Security, a pension, um, or you're still working, whatever it may be. But it's a, a really good idea to establish it as a separate company. And so just, again, think of your business um, what is it? And a mission statement defines the company's business, its objectives, and its approach to reach those, those objectives. Uh, you know, a good mission statement, you would ask yourself questions like, you know, what do we do? And whom do we serve? And how do we serve them? So, you know, if, if you're selling a product, 
you know, we have an audience. We have a, you know, we have customers, so to speak, out there. Um, whether it be a, you know, a, a, maybe the person that's managing that investment, or um, whether it be uh, your own investors that are investing with you, or you know, maybe it's a tenant in one of your your apartments, or maybe you're flipping houses and you're you're trying to help people get out of tough situations and 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 be able to wholesale their house for them or whatever. So there there are always, you know, people there that are a part of that process that end up generating income for you, right? A vision statement describes the desired future position of that company. So um, elements of a, a, you know, mission and vision statement are often combined to provide a statement for the company's purposes, goals, and values. But a vision statement looks like this. What are your hopes? This is for the future, you have to think. Where do I want this to be? What, what, you know, what, what are my hopes and dreams for the future? What problems are, am I going to be solving for the greater good? Um, who and what are we inspiring to change? Um, for example, let's say Tesla. Okay, their mission is to accelerate the world's transition to sustainable energy. Um, their vision, now that was their mission, their vision is to create the most compelling car company of the 21st century by driving the world's transition to electric vehicles. Why does this work? Well, the you know the word accelerate, for example, has a little dual meaning there, but you know it's a mission to serve as the driving force behind what Tesla does. Um, by stating you know the being the best in the century reflects you know loftier dreams and the vision. Um, and there's you know groups like uh, Airbnb, their their mission vision, uh, their mission is belong anywhere. Okay, well, you know, it might be a little strange, but um, their vision is tapping into the universal human yearning to belong, the desire to feel welcomed, respected, and appreciated for who you are, no matter what you will be. Now, if you've ever run an Airbnb, you know, your, your goals, you may go, well, that's not exactly my, my goal is to generate some extra income here from that little house I have in the back. If you want to make it go more and to become a place where you you know you're you're charging at the top of the scale, there's things you're going to have to do to make it a little different and to differentiate it and um, and that's and you just want to think a little bit deeper than that. If you had a real estate company called let's say South Bay Properties Group and um, your mission may be building community in a place you like you love to call home. Okay, um, just kind of made this up, so don't. Don't judge me here. Anyway, but the vision providing quality, affordable workforce housing for busy working people where they can enjoy, relax, and be recharged. So, you know, workforce housing is sometimes just real straight on. This is it. This is what you see is what you get. Um, But buying, maybe slightly upgrading or adding a few amenities or something, you can make that a little bit more appealing, for example. This, you know, I think will help you in terms of, you know, getting the mission and vision together as you develop the rest of the plan. You next have to sort of define your goals, okay? From your mission and vision, you can start to develop, you know, your, your actual plan. And this is where you describe your goals and how you hope to achieve those goals. Uh, and and it's going to be different. You know, maybe it may be just uh, earning a, a minimum percentage rate return on your investment, or it may be something more involved, um, like, you know, I want to acquire X number of doors by this date, uh, whatever it may be, you start laying out those those goals. And then you're you 
kind of re-engineering, you kind of go backwards, and that's where you develop sort of the plan part of it. With a well-developed strategic plan, you can begin implementing your action plan. Okay, so with each step, you document your results and how the plans are proceeding and record the results. So as you as you track your results, you can see how your strategies are succeeding. So you put, you know, put all these goals together, you sort of work backwards and see, okay, if I want to acquire X number of doors, how many doors can I acquire a year? How many can I acquire a month? How many can I, and you, and you know, breaking things down, what do I have to do to acquire one rental property? And you know, everything's broken down in the smallest components. So it becomes really clear what you have to do to reach that goal, okay? So as you start to work the plan and you start to actually go through and implement it, whether you're, let's say you're doing direct mail, maybe you're contacting brokers and trying to establish relationships with those brokers so that they can refer you great off-market deals, whatever it is that's part of that plan and you're implementing it. Maybe it's call, you know, 10 brokers a week or maybe it's, um, uh, you know, sending out a, a thousand direct mailers uh, each month. So, you know, all these things are going to work together and you're going to monitor these things on a regular basis and see how they do. The things that aren't working, you probably are going to set aside or you're going to look at why they're not working. Maybe it's the way you're doing it or, or maybe it's the season that you're doing it. Whatever it may be, you start to look at each strategy individually and each implementation that you do and see what's working, what's not. The things that are working, you might want to expand upon. The things that aren't working, you might want to set it aside, try to figure out what's wrong and maybe come back to it. But you you, you have to kind of understand the elements, even with like with direct mail. Uh, you know, you can mail and mail and mail to the same list. And it's really sometimes not till the sixth or seventh time that people start recognizing your name and you actually start getting leads. But you have to you know, you have to test it, record your results, refine it, you know, improve it and and move forward. And that's how you develop a working plan. You know, it can happen over a year. It can ha- happen over multiple years. The better you use this plan as sort of a living document, the more it will be of value to you and end up being your success document that will help you to be successful at what you're doing. So, in summary here, you know, a goal without a plan is just a wish, right? And you got to have a plan. You got to develop it and, and be serious about it and work on it. The idea, though, is to put that together once you have, again, you've decided what your your strategy, your main strategy is going to be. If you're going to be a wholesaler, you're going to want to find out all the information you can about wholesaling and what's what's most effective and and start meeting with mentors that wholesale. And you, know, you go through all the processes and then you get this document that you end up with that will be a living document that will help grow your business from year to year and help you to achieve your goals. Well, that is it for today, guys. Uh, Please note uh, everything I talked about today. And there are a lot of links in these show notes. So I hope you guys will seriously take the time to review those. That will help you to expand upon those five key areas we talked about. Everything, of course, can be accessed in our detailed show notes at the Old Dogs REI Network uh, website at olddogsreinetwork.com forward slash blog. And you're going to look for the episode entitled Building a Winning REI Strategy. Well, that's the show for today. Remember, cash flow is king and real estate investing the means. Until next time, keep moving forward. 
and may God bless. Thank you very much for visiting the Old Dogs REI Network. We would greatly appreciate if you would stop by iTunes and let us know what you think of the show. We would love if you could subscribe to the podcast, give us a five-star rating, and write a review. The more ratings and reviews we receive, the more visible the podcast will be to others. Thank you.